folks, we're back uh, with our special guests on this uh, podcast talking about moderations. Uh, we have Shiki and we have Drifter. Drifter, pa, you talked about moderation well, just before. I, now. I, I think moderation, I know, it's like I was sitting here, oh, man, pull these thoughts out of my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I was talking about how dangerous moderation is, and I think it's one of the most dangerous of all the different um, ways that we're attacked because moderation is real sneaky. It gets behind your defenses and it plants seed. Hey, can we do this? Can we do that? And these, and then it gets roots and they grow. And sometimes it just becomes this big friggin' mind fuck that just consumes you that, yeah, now I can moderate. I was telling you guys that on the break about one of the, I've been through three different inpatient rehabs. And me and this one friend went through a rehab together. Well, we became friends in the rehab. And then when we got out, we got jobs and we became, you know, normal people. And we started beating each other with the thoughts that we could moderate. And we went out and we got smashed. And it was like within six hours, I had a DUI, a drunken driving ticket, and I was back in jail. So that's how fast moderation Mm -hmm. kicked my ass that time. Mm, it's true yeah it doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't work and there are there are people out there peddling moderation for people um who've got alcohol dependency and it's it it's not to me personally it's not possible um well well, we were just talking about that club soda there in the uk with the lady that's on there and she's selling her services to teach people how to moderate. Yeah, there's actually a, a, a thing in the States here called moderation management. Uh, it was started by a lady. Um, and they claim to help people who've had alcohol dependency moderate their drinking. Here's the thing. The lady that started it actually fell off the wagon and drove drunk, killing a guy <laughs> and his 12-year-old daughter. Oh, no kidding. That's how it's moderation... Horrible. Yeah, it's, you know, it's... The drawbacks, I mean, I'm looking at moderation management, people who commit to it. It's a full-time job. Yeah, it's hey, Shiki, Shiki it's... she's cheating. She's got all these friggin' screens up. <laughs> and, and you and I got to use memory. We just get to look at each other. Excuse me, I'm not an expert. And I've said all along, I'm not an expert. I'm just someone who is a recovering alcohol-dependent person looking for every of, answer I can Yeah. That's all of us. We're we're all looking for answers. We're looking for answers, reasons, whatever. We're not looking for answers and reasons to start drinking again. We're looking for answers and reasons to help us stay off the alcohol, to not drink again, because we have committed to not drinking. Um, People say, don't ever say never. Well, yeah, never say never, but I've got Mm. a fear of ever drinking again, not never drinking again. And, this this scares me because they claim that people who previously had an issue with alcohol, even those who have joined AA, can moderate their drinking. Nope. The drawback is, that, and it says here, many people who struggle with heavy or unhealthy alcohol use or alcohol use disorder who try to moderate come to realize that abstinence is the only option. Um one of the things that we all, um, the majority of us had when we were drinking is um, 
you can't think clearly. You're constantly tired. The anxiety and um, mm. what did I do last yeah. night? The memory, you know, all that kind of thing. It's just too much. And I did a post today where I talked about the relief from letting go of the burden of alcohol is humongous to those of us who've let go of alcohol because we just could not moderate. How freeing did you two guys feel after you'd finally made that decision that I can't do this anymore? What, Steve, can't moderate or just can't drink? Or can't drink anymore. Moderations. I mean, you, you, you told I, us I don't three. think a lot of people have even really even considered that. I, I have because I've been in recovery since I was 14. So that means 1977. So I've been in and out of recovery for 47 freaking years, <laughs> which caught, which is three inpatient rehabs. I've been to prison three times. I've been in jail in five different states. Um, I've been extradited from one state to another two different times. The first time at 16 years old. Look, moderation has never worked for <laughs> someone like me. Period. Yeah, it's if I take one drink of any or or do any chemical, that just takes all of my my guards down, and I'm gonna be like you were that one day, Shiki. Yeah, it went from two to three to four to your smash. You're but in, then I don't stop in. because then I'm going to be, uh, then I'm gone. <laughs> you just never know where this shit's going to take you if you want to open up that door. And the only way I think that we can really do it is shut those damn thoughts down and don't yep. let them grow. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my other, my other um, stage um, of moderation was it came pretty much when Laura put that post on there, because I've been mm-hmm. out for a meal with friends, me and Nancy and another couple. Um, they were drinking during the meal, obviously apart from myself. Uh, the, who was with Craig? He's not a big drinker, but he had, I think, four pints all night. So not a big drink, not much at all, to be fair. Um, two girls were both drinking wine. I went to the pub first, then to the restaurant. Um, I wasn't drinking, but I just, I didn't want to drink. Uh, I didn't have a craving for drinking, but it wasn't really, something was missing. Do you know what I mean? There's something not letting me enjoy myself for some reason. Uh, it's not being boring, but that put me on then to my next thoughts of moderation, which was the fourth stage. And I then started saying to myself, could I maybe just have the drinks when I'm out? Not every weekend. Now that's gone, that's stage three. That's like, thinking about drinking every weekend is now gone. It's now a stage of, can I drink just when I'm out? You know, just on an occasion, going out for a meal, can I have a couple of drinks to enchant the evening just to sort of maybe loosen me up and enjoy myself some more? So that was the thinking I've been having around about probably about three or four weeks ago. Can I do this? I'm going, we've got friends around for a barbecue. Can I have a few? I might get drunk, but you know, and then let's not do it again for three or four weeks. Can I, can I moderate to that effect just when I'm out? I've dealt with that now. I think pretty much after Laura's post, I looked at all, of it, all the comments and I sort of, I've gone past that stage now because I just knew that if I do that to just when I go out, I'll then be sort of, where do I draw the line? I'm out now, right, let's have a drink. I'm just popped around the friends out. I'm out, let's have a drink. It'll gradually go, I think it'll go from an evening out having a meal one night and then sort of it'll just get more and more diluted to every time I step out the front door, right, I'm out, let's have a drink. I'm, I'm out, I'm at football, let's have a drink. So I know that can't be done as well. I know I can't put it down to just moderate 
in the sense of just when I'm out. So I've, I've got through that one as well. I'm, I'm, I'm over that. That's, 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 that's the fourth one. But you're over it. That's the thing, Shiki. You're over, over it for right now. What you've also done with it is you've taken it, you've examined it, and you've looked yeah, at the, all the consequences of yeah. if you did it. So once you've done all that and you've come to all your conclusions... I told you, it's a full-time job. It's exhausting. It's mental gymnastics. Because these thoughts are going to... That, that moderation thoughts, are they're going to sneak their way back in. Yeah. They're going to plant seeds again. And it may be five years down the road, Shiki. And it may be... Or 10 years. For me, it was nine years. when, And I didn't have a foundation. Like we're building now. We're all building really mm. good foundations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those thoughts, they're sneaky, they grow roots, and then they just pop out at that one opportune time where you got to make that decision. Mm. What am I going to do? We're bombarded with all the ads right. on TV, right? We're bombarded with our friends, our spouses, with everybody. And then, um, so all of that is going to hit us. And the next thing you know, that one wrong time is going gonna, is gonna to pop up and, and boom. You're yeah. a victim. Oh, I don't ever want to be a victim again. And here's something I want to raise because one of the ladies uh, raised it when I, um, because I threw this out to a lot of people because um, I wanted to get a, quite a bit of feedback on moderation and how other people felt about it, how they dealt with it, etc. And I was reminded of Alan Carr. Um, yes. I don't know. The picture plant. The picture plant. And... I will read to you what Alan Carr put. And Alan Carr is an author um, who writes quite a few books about addiction. And he wrote, have you heard of the pitcher plant? It's a deadly meat-eating plant native to India, Madagascar, and Australia. Imagine you are walking by a Krispy Kreme donut shop and you smell donuts frying. It's hard to resist the smell of donuts. The pitcher plant is a bit like... Well, this that says Krispy Kreme. But if you use the analogy of uh, beer or whatever, you can put whatever you, the unexpected bumblebee flying through the woods. Suddenly you fly blissfully through perfumed air. Right. The smell. Mm -hmm. And then you start. Uh, it, it, your tummy starts to rumble or in our case, your mouth starts to water for the taste of a beer or a whiskey or something. And you fly closer to the plant because it looks delicious. It smells great, but you don't notice the slippery slope at your feet. And suddenly you begin to slide into the pitcher plant. And because all you're noticing is the intoxicating nectar. You're not seeing the trap that's closing in around you. And you feel like, okay, I can do this and I can take this nectar and I can fly out at any time I like. And then you think, as most drinkers do, that you're in control and you can leave the plant at any time. Eventually, the slope becomes very steep and the daylight seems further away as darkness closes in around you. Back you in stop, the traps. Yes, you stop drinking just enough to see dead floating bodies of others around you. And you realize you're not enjoying a drink. You're drinking the juice of other dead dissolving. You are the drink. So 
Yeah, yeah that's the old expression. Annie Grace, Annie, Annie Grace talks a lot about the pitcher plant too. Yeah, because she is, and it is a trap. Yeah, she she talked she she got it from Alan Carr, and it's what is the expression? You take a drink, and then the drink takes you. And it's yeah, true. Good expression. Yeah. Because once you've taken that first drink, the drinks took you. It's got you. You're hooked again. And it only takes one sip. I, I always say no sippy, no slippy. And people laugh. But it's true because I cannot have one sip of alcohol. Like you said, Steve, you can't have one drink. It has to no. be a shed load. Yeah, it's no point. It's no point anymore. I don't see the point. You know, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to get wasted. What about you, so I can't have, Drifter? So I can't have one. I can't mm -hmm. have one. Well, I'm I'm not going to have one because I've proven to myself that I can't. So now is what I have to do is I have to prepare myself, even with all the experience that I have over all these years, that I could be blindsided. Something traumatic could happen in my life, and I could be blindsided. And then those things, even moderation, you know, my wife is going, she's flying across the country to see her mom. The other day, we're talking about it, and it, all these sudden, these thoughts started hitting my mind that, hey, nobody will know. Nobody will know if you go take a drink. And I took that thought, and I slammed it right up against the wall in that bedroom, and I'm like, bullshit, I know what this thought is. And we have to do the same thing with these moderation thoughts. Mm. When they come in and they sneak in on us, and they, they're going to be real tiny, real subtle. Those are dangerous thoughts because they grow. Yeah. And honesty, that's what you were talking about there. Honesty, being honest with yourself, being able to look at yourself. And honesty and moderation go together. Because if you're totally honest with yourself, you know, like you said, see, one drink is not enough. You're honest in that. So when you're yeah. honest in that, it helps you work your way through. And like Drifter said, shut it down. It's you, you have to because, and Todd put it, he did um, a blog about, no, he did it in his podcast with you, Drifter, where he talked about trying to moderate and how exhausted he became trying to moderate. It was, it was a battle, a constant battle. And now he just remembers the pain of it. And that's what keeps him sober now. Yeah, um, teasing yourself. Yeah. It, and it is a teaser voice. It's, um, it, it's like I just said earlier, it's insidious. It? And it's like you said, it wears a different suit or a different set of clothes each time. The football well, I wonder what it'd be like having a beer with the football, mm, you know, yeah. it's wearing its little sporty clothes or a nice suit and tie when you go out for a meal. Well, I'll tell you where it's at now. I mean, like, I'm, I'm on the Come on, number five. Not, yeah. Number five. I'm not quite, I've not got Obi's one yet. And this is the one with the voice. He's, uh, he's changed. He's put his party clothes on now. Um, ah. I've got, I've got through all the rest of them. Um, sort of stage I'm at now is like special occasions, maybe. Now, Let's put this in a definition. I'm not a gambler. I've never gambled. I don't particularly like gambling. Um, but I'll have a fiver on the Grand National every year. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a gambler. But I'm not a gambler. But I'll buy a couple of lottery tickets if it's a rollover every now and again. Okay, so that's, my, that's me gambling. Now, the voice is saying, come on, you can do this. You know, you can be a non-drinker, but you can have a sherry at Christmas. 
Yeah, you you can be a non-drinker, but you can have a glass of champagne at a wedding. Yeah, so it's the same sort of thing as my gambling. <laughs> as a gambler, mm-hmm. I can be sort of pass over in, into my drinking, and that's the thoughts. That's the thoughts I'm having now. Can I do that? I mean, a lot of us like in England now. We've got and we we spoke about it on the app. We've got some festivals coming up. We've got concerts coming up. Um, I'm, to be fair, I'm a bit old for festivals, but I'm, I go to the same one every year. Um, and that is a festival that's just going to be surrounded by drink and, and drugs, to be fair, which most festivals are. Um, that's coming up in September. Um, Glastonbury? No, it's not, actually. There's, there's too many young people there for that one. <laughs> this is, um, <laughs> this is uh, it's, it's one, um, it's called Clockwork Orange. It's yeah. like a dance festival, like house music, dance music, garage music, mm-hmm. which uh, is, is aimed at like the over 40s market. So it's a load of sort of, old school midlife ravers there just sort of having a good time uh, we've been to a couple mm-hmm. they're, they're good but like i say it is an event which is just goes hand in hand with drink and a lot of people still do a lot of drugs there as well um and that's coming up in september and i can't get that one out of my mind i'm thinking look it's, it's fucking once one once a year um can i be a non-drinker but go to one festival year and have this drink and then not drink again and maybe until Christmas. I'm a non-drinker, but I'll have a drink at Christmas. And I'm a non-drinker, but I'll have a drink on my birthday. And I'm thinking to myself, well, the voice is telling me, should I say, I'm thinking there's probably five occasions. Now, I'm not talking about everyone who drinks. I'm not talking about weekends. I'm not talking about just when I go out. I'm now talking about, I've narrowed, I've narrowed it right down now to just literally a handful of, of occasions a year. <clears throat> now, that, to me, is moderation in a massive form. Having five drinks a year. If someone had said I could do that a year ago, Jesus Christ, I mean, I, I, you know, again, I'd bite your hand off for that one. That's the thought process I'm sort of up against at the moment. And my voice is saying to me, come on, this, you know, once a year, do it. That's where I am. Now, it's, I've got rid of all the other thoughts. They've all gone. I've gradually got through them and, and beaten their moderation, their moderation thoughts. But number five is still there and I'm working on it. I'm, I can't lie to you. It's still there in my head and it's saying to me, you go into the festival, just have a drink that one day, then don't drink for four months. This is your well, mind. You know this is your mind. Mind, voice, tell it, call it what you want. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's trying. This is your mind. And it's, it's the old argument that a lot of us have had with ourselves. And it does. Bec- and here we go with an exhaustive argument. Because, you know, full well, this isn't going to be five times a year. Christmas, yeah, well, a festival, yeah. your birthday, the wife's first birthday, the wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. five. Yeah, five. Then yeah, you got it. your you best got, mates. Got then you got your best mates' big birthday, <laughs> and then a wedding. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. a wedding. Um, and then oh look, yeah. someone graduated, or mm-hmm. so. Was mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's the picture plant. Your it's discipline, yeah, mm. and it is discipline, and it's it's thinking back to the last time you sat there with your head in your hands thinking, I can't fucking do this anymore. I just can't fucking do it. Because you know full well that you'll go to that festival and then you'll be sat there the next morning thinking, what the fuck did I just throw away? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, you're right. Is that, that is a thing that, that keeps you going, really. You don't want to lose that streak. You, know, it's, you, know, you don't want to lose that six, well, seven, eight. This, is, this is the perfect example of what we're talking about yes how insidious that voice is uh shiki because here you are it's just trying to get you to agree after all the shit you've been through 
This is just trying to get you to agree to one day out of one year. And that's all it wants. Because if and it then, can get you, and this is your voice, and it's a pathway. I don't know if you're into the neuroplasticity. Do you ever look into that, Shiki? No, Pathways? No, no. no. Um, so our brains, they're like plastic, and this is science. And so we have these neural pathways that are going in and out. And you've got a neural pathway that's for it for alcohol. And it's really strong because you've got like billions of pathways in your mind. And you've got this one damn pathway, pathway in your mind that's trying to convince you that you can take one drink of every year. Mm. And so it's something that you're really going to have to. And I'm glad you're here and talking about this, mm-hmm. yeah. Shiki, because you're not the only one. That's right. That's correct. I'm not. No, and a I think lot that's of the best part about these- yeah. I think the best part about about all these things that we are doing, and we need to bring you into one of our groups actually because I think you it, the, the support there will be amazing for you. Um, is that we find out we are not alone. That there mm. are other people around yes. who can support us, and give us say look and remind us that this is. This is the alcohol voice. This is this little, like you say, he's put his party clothes on now. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's took his he took his his, his sporting gear off because the football's finished for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. know, <laughs> he's got yeah, his party right. clothes on now. He's trying to convince you another way. Go ahead, Drifter. What are we going to do about this voice? Is the thing. I mean, we know it. We know it's here. We know it's trying to convince us that we can drink once a year. So then what do we do about it so that we don't end up inside the pitcher plant? Well, I've, like I say, I mean, I've dealt with the previous four. I've, I've gone from drinking one or two. I've gone from the binge drinking. I've gone from weekends only. I've gone from only drinking where I'm at. I've dealt with those four. That, this is where I'm at. This is my, my, my process at the moment. This is stage where I'm at. I've got to say to you, the thing is, I don't even feel like drinking. I don't crave a drink. I don't. But it's just that feeling of going to like somewhere like a festival concert and just just feeling not right. That's what it is. It's dealing with that feeling. It's dealing with that empty feeling. And and when you look on sort of the six month timeline, you speak to other people. There's a lot of people at that sort of stage. They they're not drunk for six months. They're not they're not a drink for six months. But it's dealing with a situation where you still maybe don't want to drink, but Something's not right. Do you know what I mean? You sort of you, that's where getting, I'm, I'm gotta, deal with it. I'll deal with it. You've got to get used to a new life because yeah. this is a new yeah. life and it's the yeah. and it's back to the FOMO, fear of missing out. Are you gonna have such a good time at this festival if you're not um drinking? Actually, you'll probably have an even better time than you've ever had before, and you will be sitting watching people passing out and missing yeah, that a thing, lot. Yeah. They'll miss well, a hell of a lot of it. There is, I've got a plan. I've already planning for it anyway. I mean, like I said, I've planned for everything for the last six months. Everything that's come up, I've planned for it. And I've managed to work it out, figured it out, and got on with it and without drinking. So it will be okay. But what, what I've planned so far is we've got another festival the week before. that got Because of COVID, these two festivals got rescheduled to September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're both similar festivals, but the one one of them like Beefer Classics weekends. You can imagine what that's like, okay? Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah. They're, they're now back to back. Week, like one's on a Friday, one's on the following Saturday. And Natalie says she can't do both. Not like two on the trot. I said, no, don't worry, I'm not doing that. It's too much. So I thought, hang about. 
I don't drink, so I can do both if I want to. So what, what we're going to do, we're going to go to the first one, which is local. I'm going to drive down. Now, I might even have a 17-year-old daughter who's got some spare tickets. Um, we're just going to go down there for a couple of hours. It's an all-night all event. We might just go down there for a couple of hours, two or three hours. And I'm going to get a taste for it. I'm going to sort of, you know, get into the music with my wife, have a walk around, go to different, different tents, etc. Taking the atmosphere, knowing I'm only going to be there for a couple of hours. So I've got already, before I go to the main one the following week, I've already got an inside view, a little taster of what, it's going to be like, if I think, yeah, I can do this, I can get into the music, I can have a little dance, a bit of sober dancing. If I think I can get into it and I'm going to enjoy it, then the following week, it'll be a piece of cut, I can do it. But if I go down to the first one and I think, mate, this, I can't do this, this is shit, I don't like it, then I'm afraid that probably it'll be plan B, I won't actually go to the festival. I don't want to not do that. I want to go, that is my last resort. I don't want to miss out on the festival. But I think if I go to the first one and I feel I can't do it sober the following week, then I won't go. And that that, that is going to be the last resort because I want to go. That'd be the last resort. I don't want to come to that stage of my life. I'm turning down events. Well, how far down anything. how far down the road is that, Shiki, these festivals? September. So another two months yet, mate. So, I mean, I challenge you in that yeah. time to mm. there because and, and anybody out there this because there's some people that have to go to engagements um there you, we got to plan for these events because we don't just want to sit in the four walls of our home Correct. and just yeah exactly right we we yeah. got to get out there and we got to enjoy life yeah but i mean at the same time i think we have to know who we are in our identity look shiki you've been to these events and you posted about it where like the lady that was um asked oh you still don't drink and you turn it around and you're like oh yeah. are you still drinking right mm -hmm. um <laughs> and that poor lady you blew her mind up and was crying later that night right yeah right that's right yeah <laughs> but, that was, that but here's the thing that, that night that night oh you oh that was a zoom i'm glad i got yeah, to hear that, that. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna post that but, one day yeah yeah <laughs> you've got to have that that mentality that you had that mindset that you had that day shiki that's mm. what you've got to wear into these other events and we can't be we can't be wishy-washy like um well I, i'm gonna go fill this out we go in there we own what we are we know our identity and i i say we go in as lighthouses and and yeah. we show other people that we can do this, that we can mm -hmm. have fun, and we don't need the fucking poison. Period. That's it. That's it. And That's and, it. and you, you, you are actually practicing what Drifter preaches, which yeah. is act. You are aware. You are practicing act. You've already done it four times with four different mm. occasions, like yeah. uh, and worked your way through it. You you were aware. You, um, it's, it's awareness, uh, confrontation, is it? No, Drifter. It's act. Aware. Uh, awareness, clarify. Confr clarify, that's it. And then turn around. You were aware of the situation. You clarified it and you turned it around. Yeah, so yes, it, so. yeah, yeah. Drifter does it all of a sudden. You know, he as soon as he's aware of it he clarifies it he turns it around so you work your way through it we all do it in different ways um 
I have to work my way through things as well. I'm not as fast as him. He's speedy Gonzalez, him. Well, I think um, that Annie, <laughs> Annie Grace has been teaching this act. Um, she's the one who, who uh, created it. Yep. And she's the one who teaches it. And it's just a really good method because you're becoming aware of what's happening. Then you're clarifying all your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then you turn that shit around. I mean, I go as far as going into what's going to happen a week later if I have to. Mm -hmm. If it's a really strong one, like the one the other night, I was able to recognize what it is and slam it up against the wall really quick. I'm out of breath because I just jacked up this trailer. But um, the longer also, we're on, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, when I first started practicing confronting my thoughts, it was really difficult. It took a lot of effort and it was day in, day out, especially when I'm driving, being attacked by these thoughts. And I would have to just stop my mind, think about it, and then go through the process. Awareness, yeah. clarify, turn around. So here I am using it about eight, nine months later. And because our brain builds new pathways, right? Like um, playing soccer. You didn't know how to bounce that ball, but eventually you practice, learn how to bounce the ball. You'll probably always know how to bounce the ball now or typing or playing the guitar or piano. It takes a lot of effort to learn whatever you learn. But once you learn that pathway is created and then your subconscious takes over. So here I am now when I get these thoughts, my subconscious has taken over and I really don't even have to mess with them except mm. sometimes like the big ones like, oh, Mrs. Drifter's leaving town. <laughs> you can do this. Mm -hmm. You can sneak one. And then I shut that shit down. So um, it takes a lot of effort. You don't just um, like I was telling my son on the one podcast that him and I did. You can't just sit down at a, at a at a keyboard and learn how to type like you're two years into it. It takes a lot of effort. It takes yeah, I know support. that. I'm, I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process. And, and that's in that sobriety, and that's confronting the stupid little fucking voice. And is what sucks is we got a voice that we got to confront with our alcohol. Then now I've got one that wants to eat all the freaking cookies in the house. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and prepare 100%. Ourselves. I'm doing it already. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And you are. You're right. You are. Mm, yeah, 100%. We're going to take a quick yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break there just for a couple of minutes and when we come back um I have actually got the Annie Grace act up on the screen and we can go through <clears> that and hopefully this will help Shiki to uh, work his way through. I thought it would be your counseling session. <laughs> We got him on the couch, oh, Drifter. There's a couch on the train. We've got him laid out I'm flat. Glad, I'm glad we do because I like Shiki a lot. Yeah. Ever since Listen, I, I saw him running. This, and... The one thing about this is that we can help each other. And if what we're doing today is helping, then let's, let's do it because we're here to help each other. We'll take a quick pause, guys, and we'll be back in a second. Okay. 